The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon. You doing all right? Hanging in? Good weekend? So two years ago this week, a group of about 10 college students and a few missionaries, who, young missionaries who were working on college campuses, got on a plane in Houston and they flew to El Salvador to live at a parish for two weeks to work in the mountains there and to kind of minister in the community. Uh, I was blessed to uh, accompany them as a priest and as their chaplain. I had been a priest for about three weeks and had no idea what I was doing. And so it was great to go in on the deep end right away, and I learned a lot on this trip. So we lived at this parish called St. Luke the Evangelist. It was in the southern part of El Salvador in the mountains in a rural area that was extremely poor, and we lived kind of in the rectory. It wasn't really a rectory. It was basically a house with no walls um, with the pastor there. And the general schedule of our days is that in the morning we would do manual labor. We were building bathrooms at this parish because they were trying to start a little retreat center where people in the area could come to pray. Uh, And then the afternoons we would go house to house in different towns uh, around this town or in in the outlying villages. And we would visit people's houses. We would share some scripture with them. We would ask them what their needs were. We'd pray with them, and we'd invite them to Mass. And then we would have Mass in these different towns in the afternoon. And on the first round of visits that we did, we were in the town where we were staying, and we went into the house of an elderly woman who I think her name was Carmen. And um, people are extremely poor there. There was no electricity, so her house was dark. Uh, and people don't really have furniture. They have these plastic chairs. But if you've never met somebody before and a bunch of random American college students show up at your door, people are thrilled to be able to take out their plastic chairs and put them out for you. Um, so we sat with her. And people also have hammocks slung throughout their houses. So a couple of us sat on the hammocks with her. And we prayed together for a couple of minutes. And she was um, a regular parishioner at this church but could never come to Mass. Um, because she was crippled and her legs didn't work. So we prayed with her, and then as we were finishing up when we were about to leave, she looked at us very intently, and she said, you know, I believe that if we pray for it, Jesus can heal me and I can walk. And we said, okay, well, you know, we're happy to pray with you. So we prayed with her for a couple of minutes, and we we put our hands on her and prayed. She had deep faith. Um, And we went on our way and didn't think much of it until she was at Mass that Sunday. And after Mass, people were kind of talking, and I went up to some people who were regulars there, and I said, like, is that that the woman we visited the other day in the house? They said, yeah, that's Carmen. I said, does she usually come to Mass on Sundays? And they said, no, usually she can't walk. And she lived on the beach, which was right by the water. And this woman, who normally couldn't come to Mass because she couldn't walk, walked a mile straight up a hill to Mass. God did something rather extraordinary when he became human. Becoming human was extraordinary enough. 
But what this gospel talks about is that God let himself be constrained by people's lack of faith. There are people he wants to heal in his hometown, and it says that he couldn't because of his lack of faith. God is all-powerful. He can do anything. And scripture says there was something he couldn't do because of the lack of faith of people around him. Why would God go to the pains of telling us something like that in Scripture? I think one of the reasons is that God wants to point out to us, if I can be constrained by people's lack of faith, what would you see happen around you if you really begged for the supernatural gift of faith? I had an acquaintance in college, and his, his parents were Protestant missionaries in India for a number of years, and I remember him recounting, or uh, I remember that he had recounted this uh, to one of my friends, that when his parents would go into new towns as missionaries to people who weren't Christian, physical miracles would start happening. People would be healed, or supernatural gifts would be poured out on people, people who didn't even believe in Jesus because these people lived in a cultural environment where they believed in the power of the supernatural and God was able to work with that so that people could be healed. But we don't live in an environment like that. We live in an environment where we're made really comfortable by the physical things we have. We love our physical pleasure. We love our comfort. And typically we think that the answer to all of our problems is something physical. And Jesus was surrounded by a skepticism that was not unlike that skepticism that we have. And it leads us sometimes even into a skepticism that God is able to heal us. What I loved most about the Catholics I encountered in El Salvador is that they were profoundly constrained. They had no water, no electricity. This parish didn't have a budget. There was nothing. But they were living the life of the apostles. They were being real Christians and living out the call of the church. And so this is the call to us. Is Christ really the treasure of my heart? Do I believe that he wants to give me faith? Are we pleading as a community for an outpouring of faith on us? And do I accept that the gift of the Eucharist that's poured out on us and the people that God has surrounded me with are the ways he's really speaking to me. St. Oscar Romero was a bishop in El Salvador. He was martyred while he was saying Mass in 1980, and he wrote this beautiful prayer with which I will leave you. God comes, and his ways are near to us. God saves in history. Each person's life, each one's history, is the meeting place God comes to. How satisfying to know one need not go to the desert, need not go to some particular spot in the world. God is in your own heart. 
one must learn to manage the relative and transitory things of earth according to his will and not make them absolutes. There is only one absolute. He who awaits us in the heaven that will not pass away.